0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. We have listened widely to families, parents, educators. Uh, Overwhelmingly, the feedback was that they wanted a bit more time in its implementation, which is why we've decided to move forward with implementing the online learning in September 2020, but provide the students till 23-24, that cohort, to actually implement the plan and to achieve the two. There's the Education Minister, Stephen Lecce, having just discussed with Harvey Bischoff, the head of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation, the idea that Lecce is going very public with his statements And his policy plans, uh, insofar as online learning, uh, this has to do with taking it down to two courses that are mandatory before graduation as opposed to four. So he's cut it in half, the requirement. Uh, Showing himself to be, what, conciliatory. And Bischoff is apoplectic about that, saying that belongs at the negotiating table. We only found out about it through the media. And that's what he's doing. He's speaking over their heads, justly or not, Bischoff obviously feels that's uh, the wrong thing to do, and he's outraged by it. But let's get Alyssa Freeman in here, public relations strategist and PR and pop culture media expert, to uh, address that and other matters concerning PR, public relations, and so on and so forth. Alyssa, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, John. Glad to be here.
0: All right. I know we've talked about it in the past uh, in, I guess, a different format here, but uh, Stephen Lecce going very public with uh, how he plans to, you know, conduct his ministry and uh, the education file, the union's not impressed. Uh, and when Bischoff is saying that this is inappropriate, uh, it's not the way you negotiate, and so on, he doesn't understand negotiation, it's really a PR contest uh, in the court of public opinion, isn't it?
1: Well, it certainly is, and it's kind of interesting that Adam Bischoff is saying, well, you're you're doing all your uh, arguing, you're putting out your platform via the media. Well, you know, isn't that the pot, the pot calling the kettle black? Isn't that what the unions have been doing all this time? So, you know, when somebody plays your own game back at you, of course, there's, uh, you know, there is some consternation there.
0: Well, uh, in, in so doing, when Lecce mentions, you know, they've widely consulted with parents groups and blah, blah, blah. Uh, again, does that give him a cachet of legitimacy saying, oh, look, we've already gone to the principal stakeholders and he's playing that hand?
1: Well, yes, absolutely. So what what uh, Lecce is doing and why he has the upper hand here is that he is putting out his messages unfettered. So he there's there's only one way to come back at them, which is to come back at them after they've been put out. So when you have the opportunity to have your own platform, put out your messages without any sort of noise at the get-go, you tend to have a clean slate in terms of your narrative, and it comes out exactly the way you want it without any disturbance. Now, course. People are going to come back at it and say what they have to say about it, but they find themselves back in their heels because uh, you got the upper hand in this case.
0: All right. So even though it's being branded by the union as bargaining through the media, uh, it has its desired impact or effect? <laughs>
1: It absolutely does. And I mean, for the union, sake, barking through the media, honestly, what have they been doing for the last few months and all those commercials that I've been seeing uh, every time I watch TV? So, you know, I-, I think that's quite rich.
0: All right. Again, with Alyssa Freeman. She's a PR and pop culture media expert. Hey, there was another presser earlier today, uh, Kyle Dubas, Brendan Shanahan, and uh, I guess trying to, you
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> I should laugh before cal- you ask the question, cal-
0: calm I- the waters. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people, uh, well, they might be understandable. That, uh, you know, Babcock uh, was kind of a dead man walking with the Leafs record so far this season. But how important was it for them to show solidarity in their press conference and try to, uh, I guess, smooth the waters or soothe, you know, uh, the fears, assuage the fears of Leaf Nation?
1: Well, it was a very smart move, and it was very strategically savvy, because the one thing you want to know, if you're a diehard Leaf fan, is that the back office, you know, the senior management is um, in solidarity over this uh, this action to fire Mike Babcock, because, you know, sometimes you think, well, it was one guy, and maybe it was Shanahan, and maybe or maybe it wasn't, but to show solidarity of the senior management of making a decision in order to achieve the goal that they really want, which is a great team that could get to the playoffs and hopefully win them, which seems very sort of high in the sky right now. However, when you don't show solidarity, it might show cracks in the armor in terms of the the office, uh, senior office of the Maple Leafs. But this way, by showing solidarity, it means that we've discussed this, we've given this forethought, we've uh, batted around all the other options, and together we agree that we needed to do this now.
0: All right. No ambiguity. Uh, Here we are. It's all for one and one for all. Got to ask you, finally, Prince Andrew stepping down from his royal duties. uh, I'm guessing he probably got a stern talking to from Her Majesty, but uh, this isn't going away anytime soon. This uh, may be irreparable damage. How do you see it?
1: Well, I think in the 93 years uh, Queen Elizabeth has been alive and the monarchy has gone back certainly much uh, longer than that. and They've had their share of uh, very important issues, which many felt at that time, in those particular times, could have toppled the monarchy. But this, this is possibly the most serious issue ever to face the British royal family. You're dealing with uh, pedophilia, you're dealing with, you know, sexual allegations, you're dealing with underage girls. I mean, it can't get any worse. Compounded by that horrible interview that Prince Andrew did with the CBC which showed no remorse and no really great explanation but you'll notice that when the um, when Prince Andrew supposedly penned his own statement to the media saying that he was stepping back this is what they should have done in the first place it was much more well thought out it had much more it had remorse actually in it where you didn't get that from him and had they not gone the big televised tell-all interview i don't think he'd be in this place today
0: yeah it was ill-advised uh my understanding is his uh, whole public relations team kind of quit in protest because they had advised against it but he went ahead anyway i don't know that uh, might be arrogance a sense of you know immunity from any kind of fallout uh However, uh, the hubris seems to have cost him dearly, reputationally and otherwise, not that he had a stellar one to begin with. But as we say, the implications could be far-reaching for the monarchy itself. Listen, uh, Alyssa, I appreciate you joining us as always, and uh, we look forward to seeing you before too long. Yes, thank you. You got it, Alyssa Freeman, PR and pop culture media expert.